Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. 087-1400-106 is our WhatsApp number. Joanna Fortune joins us once again uh, for Parenting. Afternoon, Joanna. Afternoon, Sean. Uh, first question is this. I think my young son may be developing body image issues. He's 10 and over the summer has been taking part in a summer camp. At the end of the camp, everyone got a hoodie as a prize. When he got home and tried it on, the hoodie was too small for him and he got really upset. He cried because his best friend at camp got a hoodie in the same size and it fit him perfectly. He now keeps referring to his weight and height. And over the weekend, he asked me and his dad why he's so much bigger than everyone else in his class. I've never been one to focus on weight. My parents were very strict on what we could eat as kids and it definitely took its toll on me as an adult. Saying that, he's not very overweight, but he's quite tall. In recent months, he seems to have gone uh, loving the title as the tallest in the class to now hating it. He's commenting on his body shape too. I don't know what to do. It's awful seeing a young boy being so upset by his physical appearance, which he can't help. Oh, it's a lot. And he's Mm. only 10. And yet at that age, we do know that children are beginning, regardless of their gender, by the way, children are beginning to notice their own body image I guess, through the eyes of others or as they perceive others are looking at them. That's all very much kicking off. And and again, we know that high percentages of children and boys in particular in this instance, just to emphasise six out of 10 boys, according to some research, do not have high self-esteem and mm. as high as 62% will have opted out of an extracurricular activity because of how they feel they look, be that in a sports kit or something else. So self-esteem, while often spoken about in the context of girls and as a girl issue, it's absolutely not. It's a children's issue. It's a people issue, to be honest with you. It doesn't just belong in the realm of childhood. Um, There are some lovely resources that are free on the... um, Dove Self-Esteem Project have some resources up there for parents. There's a particular thing about how to start a conversation about self-esteem in a positive way, because it's not like the easiest thing to bring up at home. Go, <coughs> Let's talk about your self-esteem, yeah. you know. So but there are nice creative ways of doing that. I also really like a book called Bodies Are Cool by Tyler Fetter. It's a great book for celebrating all types of bodies, all shapes, sizes, colours, abilities, everything about bodies is in there, normalising the fact that all bodies are not the same. Mm. Now, all of that said, he's probably going to go, yeah, but I want mine to be the same. Yes, <laughs> Because course, he's also yeah. coming into that preteen age when what you want more than anything else is to fit in and blend in with your peer group. Mm. You don't want to stand out for any reason. Yes, that'll all come good in his peer group. He may be taller right now, but that's all going to even out over the coming years. And we know that as adults, but it's very hard when you're 10 to go, hang in there, kid, you know, this is just about preteen. I would sit with him because the rush in this is to minimize or dismiss or say to him, no, no, you're perfect as you are. Oh, you don't need to worry about that or there's no issue here. But actually instead acknowledge his questions and his frustration that the hoodie didn't fit. That is frustrating. He did the camp with everyone else. They all got the hoodie and his didn't fit. Mm. So he's allowed to be frustrated. So you can acknowledge that for him and accept and empathize that, you know, he is noticing his body is different. It's a different size in terms of height or whatever to his friends. But let him know that all bodies are different, that it's part of what makes our bodies so amazing is the fact that there isn't one type of body. There are endless types of bodies out there. I'd also emphasize in a, you know, not in a sugar coated way, but just a positive reframing gently that his height and size are showing 
that he is growing and developing. Mm -hmm. And this is a really good thing that his body is starting to get ready for those teenage years. But actually, his body is doing exactly what it's supposed to do and take a lot of time to talk about what our bodies do rather than what they look like. In general, try to blend that into the parenting narrative. I just think, you know, boys are under increasing pressure about how they look and exposure to influences. I don't know if this kid is online. He's only 10. He may not be. But, you know, that world is out there as well. So just really try to make sure that you're the influence that he's defaulting to. You're very aware of your own issues and what legacy you're carrying forward from your own childhood. And that awareness is great, but let it inform rather than impede how you deal with this issue for him Mm -hmm. so that you're not so much going, well, when I was a kid, this happened. But looking at, well, what's happening for him right now and trying to take his lead and follow his cues and mm. listen to him. Might it help though to share that experience Absolutely. to the extent of like, you know, you're not alone in this. Absolutely. In this kind of- uh, yeah, that's exactly it. So you don't want to make it, wait till I tell you about me, yeah. but at the same time to say to him, you know, when I was a kid, I had all these questions as well. And I remember on whatever little nugget you can give him. And it was so hard at the time because I think if we acknowledge it was hard and I was upset and it was frustrating and I cried as well. And then you know what? It all worked out and I'm so happy. Yeah. But letting him know he's allowed to feel the way he does, but he can bring those feelings to you. Mm. What we don't want is he has those feelings and he starts keeping them all inside himself or keeping it secret because he doesn't want to upset you. He doesn't want to stress you out. So he doesn't want to bring it to you. Make sure he knows that you are the influence. You are the one that he's going to bring those issues to and keep the conversation about your body's doing exactly what it does. You have a healthy body. Talk about strength and health, yeah. not size and shape when we're talking about our bodies. Yeah, because there's not much you can do to change the situation. No, and I mean, you know, look at who knows over the summer when he goes back to school next yeah, week or yeah, whatever it might absolutely. be, that he may have a few others who are at mm. least shoulder height with him now because that's he's at that age yeah. when everybody's going to be going through growth spurts sooner or later. He's just hit it sooner. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, we, I have a photograph at home of me when I was maybe 12 or something and it was in an art competition, but I'd just gone through a growth spurt and whoever took this photograph got everybody to hold up the poster. Yeah. And I, I'm towering over everybody else <laughs> with this kind of kill me yeah. now expression on my face. And I can't remember feeling that way at the time, but in the photograph, I only... In your beca- body. In my body, I'm like, oh, why did you make me do this yeah, kind of thing? The it's, awkwardness. Yeah, yeah. Now, it is an awkward time and it's only beginning for him. You know, there I am raining on your parade there, yes. but it is only beginning because the whole thing about the process of puberty and bodies changing and something new is always popping, you know, developing and popping, you know, be it skin, be it whatever, mm. something's happening there. So there's constant awkwardness and change with this. So just make sure he knows... It is awkward and it's okay to feel awkward about it. You'll help him through it, but it is healthy and normal. Mm. Our dog is about to have pups. She got pregnant before she was neutered and are now, well, clearly, and our now six-year-old child is so excited to have puppies. He's going around telling all his friends that he's getting a new dog. He even asked, could he keep the cardboard box from a furniture delivery for when the new dogs come? I know we will have to keep the pups for a few weeks when they arrive, but our plan is to give them to new homes because we don't have the space. How do I explain this to him? As I know, they will be very upset. The first thing he does every morning is go out and check if the pups have come yet. Now, there just is 
isn't a nice, easy answer to this this one. Because something that jumped out at me here is, you know, I know we have to keep them for a few weeks, but our plan is to give them to new homes. And this dog is about to have these pups. So you've known this for, you know, from the moment you knew the dog was going to have pups. But he doesn't. This Mm. is brand new information he has yet to receive. So think about it from his perspective and his point of view. And if it was you and you were six and super excited about this and hadn't a clue the puppies were going to move out, how would you need to hear this? Mm. And what would your reaction be? There isn't a formula I can give that's going to, he won't cry if you say it in this exact way. Yeah. You know, he's going to be upset. But if you explain it calmly, kindly, but honestly, you know, exactly like you have here, if I'm honest with you, if you were to say, look, I know it would be, wouldn't it be great if we could have all these pups, but we don't have the room or space. We're not able to give them everything they would need. And they're going to have new families. They're going to stay with us for a few weeks when they arrive. But we've identified, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but we've lovely homes and that these people are ready and expecting their pups. But I do think that he will be upset and you can empathize and support him through that. You know, it you might even feel a little upset yourself, you know, or you might feel super on top of this. I'm very relieved equally. <laughs> it's not um, going to be an easy conversation. But it's not going enough, to be yeah. easy. And I do think, you know, look at what might be helpful for him to focus on your own family dog. Yeah. I, yeah. I, lots of time, you know, talk positively about the new homes, you know, that the new homes are excited to meet their new dog. The dogs will be so excited to be there. And that, you know, while the pups stay with their mom for a few weeks, for dogs, it's really normal that once they're a few weeks old, they move out to their own houses mm. yeah. and make yeah. it like, this is just really normal. This is what in dog world, children stay with their parents for long, long, long periods <laughs> of time. Maybe too long. <laughs> but with dog world, this is quite normal. So yeah. speak about it positively, but not in that way that you're kind of shutting down his distress. He's allowed to be upset about it and go, oh, I didn't realise this. I thought we were now going to have yeah. however yeah. many dogs yeah. running around. <laughs> and he may have named them in his head. But oh, And it God. might be a nice idea if you were to get a little puppy teddy and leave it from the dogs when they go to their new homes that they leave yeah. it for him as a transitional object yeah. just so he can transfer some of that onto this little dog that is of them. My daughter is very popular with her peers. She's eight. But my son, who's a year younger, struggles to make friends. They go to the same school and he follows her and her friends around the yard to play with him. Teachers say he's fine socially, just he prefers to to hang out with older kids. But he doesn't really have his own friends. I'm worried about him being in her shadow and not coming out of his own shell. I also want him to be able to go on his own and mix with children. He's so social around home. So when I hear that he isn't mixing at school and clings to his sister, it makes me really confused as to uh, it feels like we're talking about a different child. What should I do? I feel a bit confused as well, Mm. I have to admit, because there's, you know, if the school is saying he's fine socially, but he doesn't have his own friends and he's clinging to his sister, but he is okay at home. And when you say he's social around home, I don't know, do you mean in the actual house with you all? Because, of course, he would be. That is his literal safe space. But or do you mean around your neighbourhood with, you know, neighbourhood kids Mm, that he's really yeah. social there. So it's sounding like he has capacity for social engagement. We're not worried that he cannot. And I suppose what comes to mind, Sean, is that everyone isn't going to be popular. That's just not yeah. how it works. Um, it is absolutely enough to have a few pals, to be able to play, to be able to connect with others. That is 
absolutely enough for any child. Mm. So not everybody is going to have, you know, a huge group of friends or be the centre of the group or anything like that. And I'm also noticing that while his sister is eight years old, he's a year younger. They're very close in age. Yeah, They yeah. likely do play together yeah. quite a bit. And that's what he's used to. And I also wonder, and this is maybe something to consider for everybody who has um, little people starting school for the first time as they're going off next this week, next week. Next week. Yeah, yeah mostly, right. yeah. But, you know, when he started school, was he reassured, well, your sister will be there, your sister will keep yes, an eye on you. Yes, you can yes, see her course, in the playground. Yeah. Sure, look, you can always play with your sister. Mm. And all of that made sense and was well-meaning. But did he really take it and go, sure, that's what I do. I play mm. with my sister. There's nothing in here that says his sister objects to this. Not yet, anyway. Um, and that she might be happy enough for him to do that. Be aware that friendship patterns evolve throughout early childhood, you know, and she's very much coming into that age where they settle into their little cluster group of friends, you know, whatever, three to five friends who are. They could be friendly with everyone, but they've got their very good friends. And he's not there yet. So you might see a change in this in the next one to two years with him and how he plays. I might suggest, you know, that you invite him to select and invite one or two classmates to come and play and pay attention to who does he talk about in school? You know, who is it that he's like, oh, so-and-so did this or who's he sitting with? Who is he spending time with? And if he says to you, I don't want to invite anyone over, that's okay. Mm, mm. You know, really just let him know it's an option. I would observe him with his peers at activities and hopefully he has an activity that he does that his sister isn't also in. You know, and because a lot Mm. of activities you'd have all your kids in at the same time, largely for convenience and whatnot. But if there's something that he has that is his own, his own space, I think that will all help him as well. But when you say, you know, you're hearing that he's clinging, he's not mixing and the school is also telling you he's socially fine. If the school aren't telling you there's a problem, where are you hearing this? I'm just wondering Mm. where is the worry coming from? Is it something that you're observing? He's not doing it the way his sister did or he doesn't seem to have friends or has somebody in the school community said, oh, you know, your son doesn't have friends in his class, but he is playing with older kids. It's just something I keep an eye on, you know, and Coming into the new school term, maybe leave it go until around the October midterm and then check in with his teacher. How is he doing? Yeah, because it, yeah, because it does. Yeah, yeah, because I read this a couple of times and and part of me was going, that doesn't sound like that much of a problem because it doesn't sound like the sister is objecting or indeed her friends are objecting at the moment. And it's the two of us qualifying that at the moment. No, of course. (laughs) I wonder, wonder is the parent as well? That's what I kind of thought. Is this more an anticipatory one where it's all fine now, but she's of an age where she's going to be more interested in her own thing and her own life? Um, Just keep an eye on it and let him know to encourage him even to bring one or two friends home and begin to nurture some connections for him that way. Yeah. Just referring back to uh, the 10 year old, uh, someone says, I was extremely tall as a child. At 10, I looked like the teacher in the school photo as we were the same size. I'm now six foot eight. I hated being tall until I was 17 when I discovered all the positives of being tall, walking into a room of strangers at 16, being six foot six. Everyone used to come up to me, ask my height and tell me a stupid joke about the weather. It's a very <laughs> different. It's, there's a film called Tall Girl, which is yeah, that, yeah. that's a recurring theme. Of that. uh, it's very difficult to be under uh, such a spotlight at a young age. 
This could be a problem that could last a while. Everyone yeah. told me how lucky I was being tall. I have to say, I never felt lucky. I do not know the answer, but talking about it, learning how to cope with aggression in the future, play sports like basketball, rugby yeah. and swimming were good for me, as all my friends in these groups were normally taller than average. So That is really some, solid advice. Yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. That's someone who's, uh, who's been through it. Gosh. Absolutely. Joanna, thanks a million. Thank as you, ever. Sean. Uh, Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.